I'm Bob. I like coffee. I also like to tell stories. So here at the Bobcast Coffee, it's time for a coffee break. So take a coffee break with me and pour yourself a cup of your favorite Joe. By the time you're done with your coffee, you'll know something about me you really didn't need to know. But you'll have fun learning it. Just remember, my stories are true. For the most part. This episode is brought to you by Scars and Stripes Coffee. Reynolds Revival, the producers of Bobcast Coffee, have teamed up with Scars and Stripes to bring you one of the best cups of coffee you will ever taste. Lovingly brewed here in the great state of Oklahoma and shipped straight to your taste buds, Scars and Stripes Coffee is all about veterans helping veterans. Unlike other companies who say that part of their proceeds go to helping veterans with scars and stripes, you can look directly into the eyes of the person selling you your coffee and get to know the vet that's being supported by your purchase. To find out more about the company, the mission, or just to buy the greatest coffee ever, go to www.ss.coffee forward slash Reynolds. That's www.ss.coffee forward slash R-E-Y-N-O-L-D-S. Today I am enjoying a cup of Scars and Stripes coffee out of, well, well, it's out of a coffee mug. The truth is, I don't know where this coffee cup cup came from. It's been in my life as long as I can remember my wife. So I'm going to say it probably came into the marriage with her. I believe there was a set at one time of four of these. I can only remember two now. But you want to know something? I've probably drank a million cups of coffee out of this. Coffee cups. Why we hang on to them, why we keep them around, don't know. But I love coffee. And episode 32 is all about coffee. So... Why is Bobcast Coffee in existence? Well, it's because of the love of coffee. Coffee is not just a drink. It's a force for life. It is the fuel that keeps your motor running. It is also what keeps people that are around Bob safe and alive. The history of coffee in my life goes back to fifth grade. I'm pretty sure fifth grade. 
in beautiful Yukon, Oklahoma. So it's going to be around 73, 74. And that would put me around 10 or 11 years old. And just a joy to be around. So imagine, let's say, 10-year-old Bob with a very heavy case of ADHD and a yet undiscovered case of dyslexia. What a fabulous time it must have been to try to teach, work, and live around me. Well, early in the 70s, ADD and ADHD was something doctors were trying to figure out. Treatment before this time was simple and quite violent. It was a violent beating until morale and behavior improved. Now, from the early 70s and on, Ritalin was really taking on, and this was the choice that many parents took. It was like Ritalin was a miracle, it, and it was a cure my mom wasn't so sure about. So she took a different approach. Now, I don't know where she got the idea, so... I mean, she just started doing this, and all I remember is what happened. Now, I do remember every morning in the fifth grade, I would go to Central Elementary with my mom, who uh, also taught. She taught first, second, and third grades there, and I would help her set up her room. Then, I would drink a cup of coffee before going upstairs to the fifth grade. The theory was to wire Bob up so much that my body would be forced to produce the right chemicals to balance me out. Now, on the days that you could get a stubborn young Bob to actually drink some coffee, I, I, I've never been like, I never liked being told what to do. But a miracle would happen, and I would have a calm and productive day. Now, the days that I fought and refused to drink would not go so well. As a case study goes, it's not very scientific, but looking back, I wish I would have drank more coffee as a youth. As you might guess, this experience left a negative reaction for me for years. So all through high school, I was not much of a coffee drinker. Then college happened. And early in my first semester at East Central University in Ada, Oklahoma, a can of Folgers coffee appeared in my crappy little apartment. Yeah. And I never looked back. Well, that's not totally true. After my third semester at college, I joined the Army National Guard, and while at basic, I was handed a blow to my coffee lifestyle. We would receive giant coffee dispensers, pre-sweetened and pre-cream, so there's no choice. Just coffee, one way, like it or not. See, this is how you can get a lot of coffee 
out to the troops without the extra mess of supplying sugar and cream that would have to be added. So the logic of carrying around the condiments, you know, goes away. And it's not bad, except if you don't like creamer and sugar in your coffee. Then you're basically just fresh out of luck. We did get tiny little single-serve packets of Sanka in our sea rations box. Uh, yeah, luckily, in the early 80s, when I was in basic, they were still trying to burn out the last of the sea rations so that they could bring in the new MREs. And basic trainees were perfect for eating up old sea rations. I'll tell you more stories about that later. But you did get a package of Sanka in your sea rations box. So now if you can score some hot water, you could make a really crappy cup of coffee. I could never find hot water. So I tried making my coffee with cold water, but that was a fad that would not become real popular for about another 20 years. I finally, I just, I would take my Sanka and I would take a pinch and put it between my cheek and gum and I would dip my coffee. Now, it's not that I liked my coffee that way. I just gave up trying to get a hot cup of black coffee. When I got back to college at ECU, I got back to my coffee maker and hot black coffee and that can of Folgers. But something had changed for me and it was not for the better. See, for years through high school, I had used non-recreational drugs in place of a good cup of coffee. The problem is that your body gets accustomed to any form of non-recreational stimulant. And it takes more and more to give you the same level of stimulation. Coffee, on the other hand, is good, tasty, and is much harder to get into legal trouble for. With that said, during my college days, I grew a taste for coffee while I was ruining my body with certain non-legal, non-recreational stimulants. So over the next few years, I would push my body's chemistry so hard that I created permanent damage in me. A doctor once tried to explain to me this way. Your body chemistry is supposed to be in balance. You get too much stimulant in your body and your body would counter to bring it back down. That's the coffee theory my mom was using back on a 10-year-old Bob. Too much depressant in your body and you, your body would react to bring you back up. I had pushed so hard with stimulants that there was very little reaction now from my body since overstimulated was now normal. On the other side, sim simple depressants 
that are not a big deal for most people think like uh, antihistamines. Well, they knock me on my butt. That is the way it's been ever since. Brain moving a thousand miles an hour on top of ADHD and dyslexia. Now, this is why you never want to get inside of Bob's head. It's a very scary place in here. But now, coffee has become purely an enjoyment. I have come to the belief that there is more to coffee than just a caffeine rush. This, has, this theory has sort of made me a coffee snob. Okay, if you're going to be snobbish about anything, coffee's not a bad thing. So now, let's get really snobbish. I'm married well. Linda loves good coffee as much as I do, and we hate bad coffee. So, so much is our love of coffee. We now sell coffee. Even this podcast is sponsored by Scars and Stripes Coffee, which makes this whole episode just another chance to sell coffee. Not sorry about that. There have been so many things in my youth to be sorry about. Coffee is not going to be one of them. As of today, my coffee picks, in my opinion, go like this. When I was young, I drank Folgers. So we will use that as a baseline. And we will put Folgers down here. Now, right along with Folgers is a local brand that I'm only going to mention once. Mean Bean is proof that not everyone was given the talent to roast coffee. So we'll put it right here with Folgers. Now, going up the ladder, you're going to find things like Starbucks. Now that, we're going to put slightly higher. See, as incredulous as it seems, Starbucks really did bring the world of better coffee to the market. And it is a better coffee. Just not by that much. If you must have an iced double shot mocha with half cream, half low fat, with three shakes of cinnamon, well, you're not having coffee. You're having what I call dessert. The bar that Folgers set was low, and Starbucks cleared and set that bar higher by many centimeters. Now, let's talk about coffee that is considered palatable by Bob. This is the top shelf coffees that you will pay higher prices for. Start with Black Rifle Coffee Company. This is a top shelf coffee that you actually might have heard of. They are doing very heavy advertising and they're growing their market share. But in the group of top shelf coffees, 
they will be the first one you'll find on the Bob list. I know they're very popular, but their roast just isn't my favorite. It's still a good coffee, but there are others. So let's put Black Rifle Company way up here. All right. Next is going to be a medium priced coffee that landed squarely on the top shelf. This is Trader Joe's Bay Blend. By far, in my humble opinion, the best coffee for the price in this price range. It is a great tasting coffee. And for the price that you pay for it, you can drink this every day. In fact, you will find a can of Trader Joe's Bay Blend in my house on any given day. What? Bob drinks other kinds of coffee than his personal top pick? Well, yes, yes I do. Does a whiskey drinker drink only one kind of whiskey? Do you eat only one kind of hamburger? Of course not. So don't think that coffee drinkers are not capable of enjoying more than one kind of coffee. And for example, oh, let's take the Trader Joe's and put it right there. Now, Oklahoma has their own roaster here in Oklahoma City called Iote. And their house roasted coffee is simple is simple and smooth and is well worth running past your taste buds. So we're going to take them, put them right there. Now we come to what was my favorite coffee for quite some time. We're talking Death Wish coffee. Death Wish is a coffee that comes from the state of New York. I know. It's from New York. And it's really good coffee. It's inconceivable. Death Wish is considered the most caffeinated coffee made. And I'm not sure how they do that, but man, it is a great kick in your adrenal gland. And they do have some of the best looking mugs ever. Now, for number one on the list, the top of the top, Bob's favorite. Surprise, it's Scars and Stripes. Scars and Stripes coffee is by far the smoothest coffee I have ever had. It is so good, I started selling this coffee. And I use it as an outreach to the veteran community. So how does Scars and Stripes attain such a great tasting smooth coffee? Well, first, they only use top quality coffee beans from around the world. And they use no fillers. Of course, there is a level of coffee bean that is low in quality and very inexpensive and it's used by many companies as fillers to lower the cost of their manufacturing and to increase their profit margins, not in scars and stripes. 
Second, they use Iote coffee to, they use their roaster, they are a roaster here in Oklahoma, they use them to make our coffee. So we get the beans, ship them to Iote, Iote roasts them, very well done, and we ship it to you. Now, I have grown over the years in my coffee intake. And I don't want to waste my time drinking something that does not taste like a slice of heaven. The other thing that Scars and Stripes does is it empowers veterans. Well, how do they do that, you might ask? Well, many coffee companies say they support veterans. And parts of their proceeds go to veteran causes. Well, Scars and Stripes is the company made to empower and support veterans. See, only veterans can sell Scars and Stripes. So if you want to know what veteran you are supporting by the coffee that you buy, all I can say is, hi, my name's Bob. I was a young lieutenant in the Oklahoma National Guard, and your purchase helps me. Now, can you tell I'm passionate about coffee? So we're, what we're going to do is we're going to wrap up coffee for you right now. Here it is. My belief is that there is a coffee out there for everybody. You need to find it. And you need to enjoy it. Now, I have very rigid beliefs, snobbish beliefs, about coffee. But that's for Bob. You need your own beliefs and your own snobbiness for yourself. But if I can help you find your way, then please try some of my top picks. The most important thing is when you drink coffee, tea, or whatever, you put in your mug the drink that you love and you consider the best. Now, go out there, get another mug, and enjoy some coffee.